0: Remember the time when you were listening to the seventh episode of Fresh Floppies? This uh, is it.
1: What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the seventh episode of Fresh Floppies. Thank you for joining us. I'm Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, and
0: hi, my name is Noel.
1: Yeah, there he is. How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm yeah. enjoying my uh, fresh coffee uh, to peer over these fresh floppies. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What's whoa, whoa. a floppy?
1: I'll tell you what a floppy is. It is a, we- a monthly issue. Um, it's 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 the stuff that's on the shelves every week when you go into your local comic shop. And uh, they call them floppies because they're floppy.
0: That's... I... You know that thing where you're you're told to, like, hey, define something without using the word and the definition? Uh-huh. You didn't do that. Oh, ah, yeah. well, you didn't, you didn't ask for that.
1: <laughs> I asked uh-huh. for a
0: definition. Uh, Fresh Flop- uh, Floppy is a single-issue comic book that comes out on the shelves on a weekly basis. Uh, it is a periodical, a magazine, a spinner rack special. Oh. Uh, not a graphic novel, not a collected edition. That would have been a good name, uh, But too. a floppy. Uh, a spinner rack single? Spinner
1: rack spinner rack special. Special? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, that's basically what I said. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking about today's books that were released at your local comic shop today without spoiling them, so you can feel free to listen to this on your way to your shop mm-hmm. for uh, maybe a recommendation or two. Uh, we will list them from very fresh to barely fresh. We'll talk about the presentation, the story, the art, and we'll give you an overall uh, opinion on it. Do you, what do you want to start with, my brother?
0: I feel like the, 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 the discourse, the... The in the ether, it's mm. all about um, a certain spider. You uh, you are correct. But um, let's let's double it up. Let's double up the oh. spiders this week. But uh, we'll yes. start with one. I'm just like teeing it up. We're gonna double up the spiders. But okay. yeah, I want you to start first with Spider Man number seven.
1: Spider Man number seven, uh, legacy numbering one sixty three. This is Dan Slott's return to the Spider Verse, literally because this is the end of the Spider Verse, so called, and. Um, it's just more, if you like a lot of spider folks doing spidery things, this is the wrap up to that. Morlin, if you remember Morlin from um, JMS's run from, God, how long ago was that? Was that 15 years ago? 20? 2005 to 7,
0: 2004. I hate I think it. think 2004
1: to 7. Um, but the big hubbub with this, because no one's been talking about this book, honestly, the thing that um, has everyone's fancy is that Dan Slott tweeted about a month or two ago, hey, you're going to want to pick up this Spider-Man number seven. Big things are happening. D- make sure you get the spoiler cover by um, Humberto
0: I, Ramos. I, th- I, you know, to, to, to give uh, uh, baby boy Slotty some credit, actually, I think it's been like three or four months. Mm, mm-hmm. It's been a slow drumbeat of, I don't do this often, but listen, you're yeah. going to want to order this one. Yeah, This cover. Yeah, this one, and he's been just doing it a slow drumbeat, and then it's ramped up excessively in the last two or three weeks.
1: It's a great cover. It's by Humberto Ramos. Mm-hmm. It does feature a new character that we have not seen before. It's good. This is going to be tough because are we going to spoil who this is?
0: It's been out there for two weeks now, or week now. Okay, a week um, or so now.
1: Yeah, and it's literally the first thing you see on the shelf because it's yeah. the cover of the book. We're introducing Spider Boy. Um, Spider Boy. I won't reveal who he is, Do where you he know comes who from. he is?
0: I have no idea <laughs> I who was, was going to say, like, there's nothing to no reveal. Idea. This is, um, this is, um, it's, it's just a new character. And I think they're going to, tr- um, I'm getting, I'm getting early, uh, Spider-Gwen vibes. Mm-hmm. Cool design, uh, trying to make it really pop. So they're just pushing it a little bit. And maybe five years from now, these will all be very expensive comic books and he'll yeah. be in a cartoon. But as of right now, we don't know who the hell he is. No, <laughs> uh... Have you been reading this series?
1: No. I read the first issue. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, Dan Slott's back? Spider-Verse is back? Oh, wait a minute. I'm really bored of Spider-Verse, the comic books. Anyway, I'm very, very interested in across the Spider-Verse film. But yeah, um, I have not been reading this. I don't really care too much, even though I'm a huge spider guy. Uh, But I I thought, you know what? I got to read this one. There's a lot of hubbub. And it's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. They fight the big bad. Um, There's a lot of spider folks the end
0: you heard it here first guys uh you could skip five issues <laughs> you <could> s- six <laughs> issues this
1: is number seven <laughs> yeah but you read um, the first one true. i was being accurate yeah. um and honestly spider boy is in three panels of this book
0: yeah it's just an you, intro you right? do
1: not get uh, an origin story you don't get anything about this guy other than he shows up he says some stuff and then he splits
0: so when I heard about this book, not number seven, just this book in general, Spider-Man by Mark Bagley and Dan Slott, yeah. uh, I did not think, oh, Dan Slott's back. I thought, oh, Dan Slott's done 40 years worth of, of Spider-Man comics. I don't yeah. know if I want to keep reading his. Because as much as I really enjoyed pieces of his run, it went on like five years too long.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: got really bored with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and, and then honestly, same with Bagley. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I, I'm not a giant fan. I like. I've never I, been a big badly fan. I've never been a big fan. I, I tolerated is the shittiest way of saying that he did not bother me on Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. He did the job. Yeah, he did the job. It was good. It was fine. Um, But it wasn't like, a ah, fuck, I can't wait for those new Bagley pages. If anything, I got really excited when Stuart Eminen took over. I was was
1: literally going to drop Stuart Eminen into this. David LaFuente. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like when when they started rotating the
0: artists, I was like, cool, cool, cool. Um, You guys uh, broke your record. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Switch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, For sure. 100%. Um, So I'm going to give this a pretty, Mm, gosh. What's between fresh enough and pretty fresh? It's pretty fresh enough. <laughs> um, it's fine. If you're not reading this book, you don't need to grab this book. Mm-hmm. Unless you're one of those speculators who needs to grab a first appearance just because someone told you to, then you can do that. Um, I know this issue, this variant cover is going for like $15, 20 on eBay already. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling that's going to die down as soon as everyone has a copy. because Absolutely. It's, it, this is not this variant cover is not, for anyone who doesn't know, there are variant covers that, as a retailer, I have to order 50 copies of cover one in order to get cover two <clears throat> and then there's other variants where you can just which i just call it alternates <coughs> where you can order as many as you want so i actually ordered more of this variant for the mm-hmm. shop than i did the main cover
0: i think everybody did that um, so like
1: everyone's going to have a copy of this book. I saw pictures
0: on like <laughs> um, uh, pictures online of like uh, larger stores like Midtown and Third Eye that are just standing in front of boxes and boxes and racks of this comic book. What? Yeah, it, it was or it was oh. it was fully orderable. So yeah. I mean, Guys, I don't, I don't know if anybody understands how the speculator market works. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it, it's worth what people are willing to pay, and people are willing to pay more based on the limited quantities available in the market. Yeah. So if there are five million of these specific issues, they are not worth. You know, more. it's gonna be fine. Now,
1: the main cover. Will I was going to say, I, <laughs> I honestly think
0: the main cover and one of the other variants that just don't have anything to do with it, like the Alex Ross variant or yeah, something yeah, yeah. will probably end up in the long run having more value because they have a le- are more limited run. Actually, if anything, the second print of this yeah. is going to probably be more expensive. Like there's um, they oh, already announced yeah. they already announced print two mm-hmm. and there's going to be some like ratio variants for that. It's likely going, to, those are, if this yeah. character pops off like a, like a Spider-Gwen, like a Miles, what's another like spider character that, or sli- like a Silk. Yeah. Um, then those ones are probably going to be a little bit more um, yeah. expensive, but that's I do not I don't, I don't buy and sell comics often, so. Yeah. That's me pulling it out of my ass.
1: Um, That sounds good. Yeah. I concur, Doctor. <sighs> All right, so that's Spider-Man number seven. Also Let's, out this week. Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-three, awesome. legacy numbering nine one seven, and I've got the lovely bright green um, Chris Pacello cover.
0: I have. What do you got? Oh jeez. The uh, Disney one hundred What If Mickey and his friends had to save the universe? Amazing Spider-Man number twenty-three variant cover. It is. I don't know the artist. I don't know who that is now. Um, it's um, it's a homage of Infinity Gauntlet. Number one, uh, but all of the characters are Disney characters. So it's Goofy as Spider-Man, Mickey as Doctor Strange, Pluto as Silver Surfer, uh, Donald as um, Johnny Storm, which really fits. Um, Captain America is Minnie Mouse, and Pluto uh, in the middle is Thanos, and yeah. it's, um, it's fucking delightful. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm super excited about this. I've done a bunch of this. I wish they would have done a... Um, What's it called? A Spider Man cover for the mm-hmm. Spider Man book? Maybe just so like a. weird dude. Homage so, of a Spider Man, something. Maybe like Mickey as Spider Man holding yeah. Mary uh, Jane yeah. or something? I don't know. Um,
1: last week, um, there was another. Um, what was it? Was it Amazing Spider? It was Spider Man or Amazing Spider Man. And they did another one of these Disney fied versions, but it was for the a first appearance of the Hulk.
0: That was. Okay, so I. Uh, Splitting hairs. That was a couple weeks ago. The yeah. la- the one that came out last week was like Hulk, but it was New Avengers cover. the the In Shadow New Avengers number one. Oh cover mm. look but it was like mickey as iron man and just
1: doesn't make any sense that they what, just, what book they're pairing these with just align yeah just yeah. align the title because yeah. I, I mean do that for the hulk
0: just yeah put that on the Hulk book Yeah, I, I don't think anybody was thinking like oh we're we we're, we're we just have no classic memorable spider-man covers yeah, to do an homage recreate. of yeah, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous anyway
1: um and again the paper is just as thin the cover is just as thin as the interior paper. Uh,
0: mine's thick Oh yeah, you got a thickie. What's up, there? It? boy? It's uh, it's slightly PCs? thicker, more yeah, but then like yeah. Did you read this? I did. Ah, I did. Take I enjoyed it away. this. Oh, uh, so um, so this is uh part three Part three teen. <laughs> yeah. Of, of um, uh, this is the reveal arc, the big old, the big old reveal arc as to what happened. Um, in the main title there was a uh, one year jump, mm-hmm. uh, and now this. Uh, for the last two years, or for the last year and change, uh, they have been kind of just alluding to all of this terrible stuff that Parker decided to do and how he ran afoul, and Mary Jane's not with him anymore. She's with this other dude who they have two children <laughs> <together>. Yeah. <laughs> if they're hers. I don't know. We don't know. Um, so this is kind of the arc that's telling you what happened there. Uh, as we left off, Mary Jane is in another dimension where time goes slower with this other guy, and Peter is back in the real world. One understanding that he has a very limited amount of time to try Mm -hmm. and find a way back to her because time moves much faster there yep so obviously that is the that is the obvious kind of ticking clock literally that's been introduced in this story to kind of show us as to how and why maybe mary jane is a little farther along in her yeah uh acceptance of their uh separation than anything else in current makes
1: sense um this all of this makes sense as to why first of all the other heroes would be pissed at them because they're all you know two things happen at two like they call them wmds right or something like that two big explosions happen uh because of what was going on with peter and so the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, um, are all a little like, oh, "Would maybe, maybe you should calm down and talk to us and let us know what's going on." But Peter, realizing that he's on this short time limit, um, is just sort of like blasting through every conversation, and be like, yeah. "I don't have time," and he like escapes, yeah, you know, runs I,
0: away. I, I, what I do appreciate that, um, uh, so I'm sorry we skipped it. This is written by Zeb Wells with art by John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, What I do appreciate Zeb Walls doing, especially with that first interaction with the Fantastic Four... Spider-Man... Peter literally does explain to them everything that's going on and why he doesn't have time. Yeah. A lesser writer or a more... uh, A less thought through story would just have him barreling through people and never take the time to actually just at least attempt to explain. Yeah. So, like, he... Uh, Wells is literally like removing obstacles, easy obstacles at first, so they can get to the story, as opposed to powering through them. And it just seemed yeah. nonsensical. My least favorite thing in all of comic books is when the conflict is
1: solved just by conversation.
0: Just hinges on one person not spending three seconds saying something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's so fabricated, it's so shitty, and I don't like that. So I do appreciate him. He's not just like. Blindly pobbling his friends. It's, yeah. I'm trying to talk to you. And then, like, he, with the Captain America bet, like, okay, but how long will that take? Well, one day, two day tops. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, yeah, while they were away, he was away for a full week. And when he comes back, it has been only like a couple two hours, hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, time really does escalate in the other place. And I do like the other fact that, like, he came, like, there was an interdimensional happening so that's why everyone's like we want to make sure that you're actually peter we want to make sure that you're actually the guy we know Mm -hmm. uh because there is a spider verse yeah these protocols make absolute
0: sense but everything in here works it's it's a it is a very very good conflict and you know what um mr jurn junior junior yeah gets, gets a lot of shit online Mm -hmm. i thought this book was beautiful
1: yeah it's a gorgeous book i actually took there's two panels in here that i tweeted out um you can see it um on twitter at cult pop go i specifically took photos of my comic to be like this is cool this is also cool way to go jr jr
0: yeah yeah. i I, um you could tell he's been around for a gajillion years Mm -hmm. you could tell when he is enjoying himself and when he's just kind of
1: Collecting a check.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I really think he's enjoying himself, yeah. which I find fascinating considering he's worked on Spider Man for like so a long. gajillion years. Yeah. I, I think that might be the difference between like a Bagley and Ramita. I don't know. He has
1: worked on Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, on and off since the 80s. His entire life, my entire like, life, your entire life. Yeah, entire yeah, life.
0: yeah. Since you were born, I
1: give this a pretty fresh.
0: I give this a pretty fresh. Recommended. Also.
1: This is. I think this has been a lot of fun. It's getting a lot of flack online just because people like to complain. But man, I'm. I think this is a bucket of fun.
0: I'm super enjoying Amazing Spider-Man. So I think the last, the last time that I have been, re- the last time I was reading monthly, I mean bi-weekly at this point, yeah. Spider-Man, um, I lasted for 28 issues, and then I just pieced out. Uh, this has potential. Yeah. To be the longest running <laughs> weekly or monthly Spider-Man I'm reading.
1: I've been reading it nonstop since the '80s.
0: <laughs> I, how are you not a more angry person? Right.
1: Because <laughs> eh, it's fiction.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, you should be angry.
1: Oh, oh, just okay for no reason. Yeah, you should Shit. be an
0: angry person. It's. I'll work on the it. It's a natural progression. Uh, what's next? Um, I would like to talk about a little book, number two, issue number two of a, a little book about a big a big problem called Adventures of Superman, John Kent.
1: By Tom Taylor, with art by Clayton Henry. This follows up the previous run, um, just called uh, Superman? What was that called?
0: Uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El*.
1: That's what it was, yeah. Uh, the final showdown with Ultraman and an injustice to be reckoned with. This actually surprised me. Even though I know what's supposed to be happening in this book because it tells me on the cover uh when the thing happened in the book i was like oh shit okay cool nice
0: yeah definitely it's um uh this was a uh, this book is great yeah um it's it, trying to i'm trying to collect my words about it because it's, <laughs> it's just such a well-done book um there are some incredibly superman-y things happening here Mm -hmm. um everything from quiet conversations between like lois and jay uh john's boyfriend that -hmm. are so incredibly superman but he does this thing and it's one of my favorite things when it comes to just legacy characters in general they'll take something that's very very familiar with you know the mythology of the character and recontextualize it there's a scene in here where um lois and jay are kind of talking through as to what's how do we How do you deal with this when they go off on some mission and you may never see them again? And she just explains like this, like a very unhealthy coping mechanism she has. And um, at the end of the conversation, she just like kind it kind of clicks for her, and she just says, "Um, "Tell him to promise you to come back." Yeah, Superman doesn't break promises. Mm -hmm. And then we see that play out, and it's just such an effective, good scene. John, Mm -hmm. like John, is he's confident, but he's also dopey or Mm -hmm. earnest Mm -hmm. so the way that he kind of plays it off and and does his little like mic drop i was like this is so fucking good yeah um and then the action starts and it's so freaking effective and i did uh, this book is wonderful this is this is the best superman book out period oh agreed agreed this is the best superman book uh
1: and so just to let the people know john kent used to be in a book called super sons. He was like 12 years old. He would hang out with Damian Wayne. And then because of Ultraman from earth three, he was imprisoned in a volcano, not allowed to leave um, and uh, grew up basically trapped in a prison. Um, and that's how he got to be the age he is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is dealing with that again. And so we're revisiting that trauma a little bit, which I quite like.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, he, um, uh, he, he was tortured. And uh, I mean, they they make allusions to more than just torture, uh, at the hands of Ultraman. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you could read into it if you want to, but he, he had a little boy trapped in a volcano powerless for years, and then makes allusions to maybe I'll keep you and play with you longer, oh, kind yeah. of shit. So, like, oh. It's, it is a. I
1: mean, I wouldn't put it past Ultraman.
0: No, I wouldn't either. I like it's, it's a, it is a really, really unsettling dynamic. Mm. uh, And it's, comes to a head here. It's like, and it's only issue two. Like, what the shit?
1: I did not expect this to happen so quickly. Now,
0: this is, this is a great book. Honestly, uh, issue one is still available. If you are not reading this, Um, you're stupid.
1: Yeah. Very fresh.
0: Very, Very fresh. Uh, the freshest as can be. It's literally still steaming. <laughs> it's literally still steaming. What's the next book we're going to talk about?
1: I'll tell you. It's Planet of the Apes from Marvel Comics. 20th Century Studios imprint, apparently. Mm-hmm. And uh, who's this by uh, it's, Kev Walker? Or?
0: No, it's um, David F. Walker and David, Walker. David Wachter.
1: Yes. Uh, of the um, High Republic Star Wars books. Um, I... Don't care about the original Planet of the Apes films. They never spoke to me. I don't care about the Tim Burton version.
0: Oh, and nobody I, does.
1: I kind of care about the new ones, the new trilogy that is a trilogy or they're four now.
0: There's the trilogy, but there's another one coming out. Coming
1: out, out yeah. Uh, those are good. And I walk out going, "Oh, that's way better than I expected." And then I never think about those movies again. Are you a big are you a F- apes fan?
0: Um uh yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't own well, I do own some of them. Um The original 72 movies, I, nothing, they're, I think they're, they're cute. They're fun. The first one is genuinely good. If you can get over the, uh, you know, the 1960s, 70s play actor. No, not the prosthetics, the play actors on movies. There was an era of, of Hollywood films where people were still acting for stage. Oh. There's no. Mm. Like, so, like, if you can get over Charlton Heston doing his thing to the yeah. tilt, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: then that's fine. Uh, is that
1: why he's like that? <laughs>
0: okay, I mean, that's why almost <laughs> all actors are like that. Yeah. They were stage, they're stage actors that yeah. were put in front of cameras. The idea of subtlety and ticks and a camera being able to move in on your face is newer. New. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you watch, it was on TV the other day. I didn't finish watching it, but you know, like watching Ten Commandments now. Um, First of all, the first thing you realize is, like, everyone's really white. Uh, <laughs> like, they're Egyptians? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> sure, buddy.
0: <laughs> but um, almost all the camera shots are mid-one-shot, like a play stage. Yeah. Camera doesn't really move around that much. Mm. I mean, it does in, like, wider shots or when sure, it's yeah. doing something special effectsy. But, no, like, everything is usually pretty staged. Yeah. And everyone is just kind of... 10 to 20% more emotive than they probably would be in any kind of realistic situation. Interesting. Okay, cool. But anyway, those movies have that kind of, like, Mm flair. The first one's really good. The second one is, like, fine. Um, Conquest, I really liked because of the end. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which I think are... You're on the new trilogy now. No, no, no. Oh, this is the originals. Yeah, uh, which I think it was, like, five movies. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that was that popular. I think the Michelle Mission just is doing... Uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, oh. or just did Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. But, um, that is the one that is set in air quotes, modern times, of the mm. first group of of, uh, of apes that mm. rebelled and, like, took over. Yeah. It's a pretty cool movie, and oh. it's like a really dark ending. I liked it. Oh, okay. Um, but the, the current trilogy, that's, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Sounds right. Yes. Battle... War, of, War? The, War, of, War the of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Played.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rise with James Franco? Yeah. Yeah, James Franco and John good. Lithgow. Yeah. Uh, saw in the theater with no expectations. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like a meditation on how we treat animals. Mm-hmm. It was like a good movie. And then Matt Reeves came in and just blew it up. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he did uh, uh, Dawn and War. Oh, I didn't realize Gary Oldman, being yeah. a badass, doing all kinds like, those were great, great movies. You um, should revisit them. This, I think you would dig them. Yeah. Uh, this comic, because I am going to talk about the comic now, sorry okay. about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, is in line with that later trilogy, not yes. with the uh, original movies. Right. It is, uh, it, it, it. It introduces a world into uh, essentially a world in between the raindrops of those movies. You had the first movie, which was uh, essentially just like the, the, the set the stage setting of this uh, experimental drug to help with Alzheimer's being tested on um, illegally tested yeah. on apes to increase their intelligence, but then it evokes a flu which they dubbed the simian flu that is that they are all all apes are uh, immune to. So this is like, this book is structured very interestingly. We were talking about it off mic. It starts in 2015, the fictional 2015. Yeah. Uh, There is a group of soldiers in a commercial airliner uh, with a bunch of cages of apes behind them, and they are transporting these apes and orangutans somewhere. Yeah. And then it goes back in time to 2013, and then 2012, and then 2011, and then like... 2009? No, no, just 2011. It only goes back five years. And it's not until it comes back around that you realize you're following the main character they're introducing in reverse order. Yeah. So I thought it was actually really interesting. Like, they introduce her motivation for everything at the end of the book. Yeah. (laughs) In reverse order. And then it loops back around and kind of shows you where the danger is going to come. But during this kind of structure, they introduce... Um, something that seems, this feels very realistic. So like, uh, the, the mainstream media dubs this flu, the simian flu takes out like 40% of the population
1: yeah.
0: doesn't actually come from simians doesn't yeah. actually come from apes. However, because it was dubbed that, um, there are militias popping up across the country, across the world that are liberally killing all apes. Yep. Yeah. Period. Just because of the name, simian just because flu. of the name, simian sounds flu. familiar. Yeah, uh, just because of the name, Simian flu. You've got these militias that are murdering all apes of any kind, um, despite the fact that any chance they have of potentially creating an, a, a vaccine is within those that are immune. Yeah, all apes. Yeah. So there are there seems to be factions of the U.S. military w- that still exists that are doing their best to protect and save any and all apes that they can, transferring them. And through hostile territories to mm. sanctuaries, which I think is a really, really cool plot. Yeah. yeah. So, I thought that this was pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. The writing was out. I really enjoyed the structure. It was it was a little bit more challenging, which I appreciated. Um, I really like Dave Wactor's art. Um, yeah. Oh, it's I, very solid. I do remember him on the on the Star Wars books, but I actually saw him first on the um, Heart of the Dragon, the Iron Fist. Oh yeah. The uh, the Iron Fist mini series with Dave, the Larry Hama. Yeah, yeah. And it was really really good. Yeah. So like I, I, I he's one of those um he's one of those artists that's like I'm not I'm not picking up a Dave Wachter book. Yeah, yeah. But when I see him on there I'm like, "Oh, cool." Nice. I feel the same way about like Kev Walker, well actually, Kev Walker? I will pick up a Kev yeah. Walker book now. Yeah. But previously it was just like,
1: "Oh, Kev Walker? Okay, you know, yeah, I'll yeah. read
0: that." This is I this was a sh- strong book for a property I didn't really think much of.
1: Yeah, it's another one of those um, things where I went in, like, just kind of like, well, I got to read something. So um, <laughs> I guess I'll try this new number one. Plan okay. uh, and then I went out of it being like, oh, that was better than I thought it was going to be. Even though I was a little bit like, why did we do the time jumps that way? Um, but the way you describe it makes it makes sense to me. Um, I was a little bit like, wait, what? Why are, why are we going back one year every jump? What, it's strange. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, this is actually quite quite good. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it. I don't know if I care about Planet of the Apes enough to read um, a comic book about it. But for what it is, I think it's pretty on point. And I did get emotionally invested or emotionally um, throttled by a scene uh, towards the end of the book where we see um, the soldier that we meet in the beginning of the book and sort of her origin story. Here.
0: Yeah, I which, um, which honestly, it's... On its own, it's a really effective scene, mm-hmm. but I think it's ten times more effective because of the way that the Davids, it's David F. Walker, uh, David F. Walker and Dave Wacker, the yeah. Davids, yeah. decided to structure the book. Yes, because it I can it, was a, it was a slow roll and then all of a sudden a smack in the face or yeah. a punch in the gut. Uh, yeah, this was this was good. And honestly, as much as I liked this book, I also don't know if I'm going to read it <laughs> in issues. I don't yeah. think I am. Um, but Really strong first outing. Yeah, I'm excited. Like when they announced that they were, uh, when Marvel announced that they were, you know, getting the Planet of the Apes license back, I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. This is cool, and I might, you know, see how it goes. Maybe a couple issues from now, pick up a trade kind of thing. But yeah. I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Any fans of the movies, I think would. I think we'll love this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah I think I if you're this. a
1: fan of the apes, this mm-hmm. is for you, definitely. And having
0: Listen. read, uh, so like this new well to, this new 20th Century Studios imprint, um, I read that it's going to be on the Alien books, mm-hmm. the Predator books, and the Planet of the Apes books. Um, maybe there'll be a crossover at some point, I don't know. Um, but of them all, I think this, because I've, I've sampled all those books, I think this is the strongest first issue oh yeah oh definitely. yeah of alien and predator as much as as much as i really like predator with the kev walker's art mm-hmm. uh, this is uh this is a stronger book this yeah. is a much more uh contemplative book oh for sure yeah.
1: yeah 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 i agree with all of that i will say that the 20th century studios i think detracts from the book um i think people would be more inclined to read a book with marvel on the top upper left than mm. they are 20th century studios there's a there's a very tiny marvel on the lower right that is gray on black i barely see it but i think people are more likely to pick up this looks like an indie book because of that
0: i um logo adversely is that such a bad thing like those that consider marvel to just be the superheroes maybe this is a a little bit more on Hmm. the down low about oh those movies maybe cool maybe yeah we'll see yeah we'll see um Maybe got, we will see. <laughs> Maybe we'll see, and the world will weep. Um, uh, got one last book? I do have one last book. This was a blind uh, a blind purchase, which is not the right way to say it, because I, my eyes were open. Yeah, yeah, you, you looked <laughs> at it. You felt through at, it. I looked yeah, at yeah. it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a book that came out uh, this week uh, from Vault, Vault Comics, written by John Lees, with art by George Kumbach. Kambadas? Oh. Kambadas? oh my god, Kamadass, and Adam Cahoon. Uh, it's called the Nasty. Mm. Uh, the cover is really fun. It's a video store with uh, it's a it's a a video store with a, a big old Jason Voorhees looking guy jumping out of a poster. Yeah. So I wasn't exactly sure what I was 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 getting into. Um, <sighs> I loved this book. Oh wow. I love this book. Oh, I love that. Um, the, I love that you the loved it. The art is okay, but the story is delightful. So we're introduced to a young man who, uh, six years old, uh, sees his first horror movie uh, on television in the afternoon. And it's um, uh, a Jason Voorhees type character called Red Ennis. Huh.
1: Uh,
0: and he, his mom comes home and he's trying to explain to his mom very excitedly, Red Ennis did this and he did this and oh my God, he did this. And she's just like, just go outside. Go outside and play. Get yeah. out of my face. So he goes outside and he meets Red Ennis. Ah! That's hiding in a bush. And oh, he says, Christ. Do you want to be friends with me? And he, you know, grunts. Aww. And then they go and become friends. And then there is a um what do they call it? A montage mm-hmm. of Red Ennis as a part of his right. montage, montage. As a yeah. sorry, <laughs> so there's a there's a montage yeah, of know. um I don't think I did it right, but whatever. Here, you know what? You do it for me. There's, uh, followed br- uh, followed by a brief
1: montage
0: of Red Ennis yeah. as a part of his life for yeah. the next 12 years. Aww. So you've got him blowing nice. out candles with him at a birthday party, um, going to school, helping with bullies. Like, it is best friends. That's awesome. Cut to 12 years later. Oh, by the way, this is 1982 and then 1994. In Scotland. Uh, yeah, in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, Cut to 12 years later, he's out in uni, he still lives at home, his best friend's uh, video store is uh, in danger of being shut down because they're not making any money, so mm-hmm. they're going out of their way to track down all of the video nasties. Those that don't know what video nasties is, is in the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. um, the British government? Yes. The British government um, uh, claimed or that a bunch of t- different titles and movies and horror movies were... Uh, uh, Pornographic, obscene, mm-hmm. um, declining humans and making them murderers like movies and movies and films that were so, movies and films, films that were so bad that they they uh, made us all awful people and they yeah. dubbed them the video nasties. They banned them mm-hmm. in certain countries. So you've got this group of kids in 1994 that are looking for as many video nasties as they can. And then you've got um, the one main character with an imaginary friend that is this Garth, uh, dark, uh, Red Ennis. I keep trying to not say not Garth, Garth Ennis. Not, yeah, it's Garth Ennis. My imaginary friend is Garth <laughs> Ennis. Um, uh, so then it kind of like goes from there as to what's real, what's not real, uh, the the video nasties kind of stuff, and then they come across a tape that maybe more than just a movie. Mm. So it's this is a shit ton of setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so fun. Oh, and I'm it's, in. It's so specific too. It's yeah. like just the first chunk of this book alone of your imaginary friend being an axe murderer or yeah. a mass murderer that's like the size of a truck. Yeah, would be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it gets into the kind of like early ninety, early to mid nineties um, pastiche of video stores and horror movies mm-hmm. and no internet to track things down. Like kind of like that that real collector yeah. Uh, fun. Yeah. And then it gets into almost like the ring style weird supernatural stuff it's it's a lot of book but it's just it's just laid out so well i i, I this was fun
1: yeah i am the audience for this i will definitely read this Kambadias.
0: now that i see it so like the fir- i was reading off the first page and there's a there's like a fake poster crease yeah, oh yeah, in the yeah. middle of his name sorry it's a uh, lee Kambadias and k uh
1: the cover is great i love the image of him you know inside a, coming out of a horror movie poster to attack the video store clerk.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna, and
1: then, did you see the cover for issue two? Awesome! Oh, awesome! Yeah, oh, yeah, coming out of the theater. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. great.
0: So this is I I um uh, notoriously to I don't know people in my normal life. I don't I don't I used to not like horror comics.
1: Yeah. I remember.
0: Um, I, they, I and I still don't know if I do. So, like uh, it has to be a very specific type of horror comic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love Maniac of New York. I'm really enjoying Justin Jordan's The Harrower. Mm-hmm. This is great. Where Monsters Lie is great. It's horror movies that, or horror comics that play with the medium, but horror comics that just uh, are horror that are self serious. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy. Gotcha. Like. I don't really enjoy um Gideon Falls. I don't really enjoy just because it's so dark and grim, I that's I, I want that I want that aesthetic on film. I want that aesthetic yeah. with music. I want yeah. that aesthetic with you know in motion, not mm-hmm. necessarily something that I is effective for me when I read it. Yeah, I agree. But this is like it's member berries in mm-hmm. in jokes. It's not jokey, but it is it knows what it is. It's it's very self uh um
1: referential
0: yeah self-referential i was gonna okay. say self-aggrandizing but that's not correct uh yeah
1: it's more in the scream category of horror <laughs> films than it would be in texas chainsaw massacre yeah yeah
0: whereas i, I, w- I wouldn't be i wouldn't be interested in reading a texas right. chainsaw massacre comic book exactly yeah.
1: yeah uh i'm definitely gonna be checking that out um the nasty from vault yeah. comics
0: i'm putting this on my pull list baby this baby. is great is that the end did we do it I think that's that. Did you just have a British accent? Sorry, that was an accident.
1: No, no, no. Sometimes that happens. I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. It's just it it should come out.
1: People always yell at me. Uh, Be they, free. They tease me because when people come into my shop, uh I, say, I go, um, hey guys, uh, is there anything I can help you find? Uh, and that little lilt at the end there. Everyone's like, why are you doing an accent? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> listen, that's just how my my voice works. Is there anything I can like,
0: help you find? Come <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> Do we, do we, do we? Oh, I'm just here to help you rude.
1: <laughs> Uh Thank oh. you so much for joining us.
0: Um,
1: also, join us tonight where we'll be live streaming from uh, Manny Young Studios, the podcast, the cult pop podcast on YouTube and Facebook. Tonight, because of Easter, which is coming up this Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, we had the brilliant idea to talk about our favorite resurrections in comics media.
0: Yeah, because uh, Jesus came back, yeah, so why did. not fiction? Uh, yeah, the idea of uh, <laughs> what's your favorite in story resurrection? What's your favorite publishing resurrection of sorts? You know, yeah. like a read launched book or something. Yeah, I think it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. If you have anything you would like to ask us before the show tonight, email us at cultpopco at gmail.com. Or just email us about this show and ask us about comics, because we like talking about that stuff. Um, Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we will talk at you later.
0: Do, do. Do, (laughs) do. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.